Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's a movie podcast where we watch the movies, we tell you if they're good, we start with one, we go all the way up from there. At this point, if you're tuning in, you've you've followed us down this road, this road, this golden road, this road is streaked with burnt fucking rubber. You've you've joined the family. You've said hell yes to a corona. You're a part of the family now. I'm Josh. This is Charles. Say say hi, Charles. Hi. I gotta say, Josh. Yeah, I'm feeling that was great. This it, we're gonna get into it. We're we're gonna get into it. But in the same way that I feel after watching Fast Five, I feel the same way after hearing that introduction. We watch we watch other movies. I am emotional right now. I don't think I've gotten this emotional watching these movies. Maybe it's because we're we're doing this at a time where comfort food tastes even sweeter. Like today, I've only eaten pizza and some Pringles today like i've just been eating the most you know staying at home doing nothing in middle school kind of vibe and you know we today we watched fast and furious which was you know happy to see the 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 family getting back together yeah and it you know i talked about how that movie feels like eating your vegetables baby this is like putting cheese whiz on a fucking oreo and there's molly in the oreo and there's caramel on top of the cheese whiz on top of the molly oreo because this movie, maybe it's just like, you know, it's early April 2020 when we're recording this. And I don't mind dating this because how do we not date all of this content generated during this period of time? Yeah. Like it's permanently, st- it's going to have the stink of this on it forever. But watching this movie tonight with you made me feel like I was being hugged by a very muscular Vin Diesel <laughs> and held in his arms like a little Brazilian baby reacting to a safe, destroying 98% of downtown Rio. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting to like you know I've talked about this before on the podcast. I'm I thought I was too good for these when I was younger, and it's it's very interesting to like sit in a basement by myself, but with Josh knowing like basically having Josh right next to me and just feeling like giddy, joyous. Like these might not be the smartest movies, and maybe they are. We're gonna get into that. But what they do do is they create a sense of space that is so lived in so real so beautiful all the characters are this is when this is when the family starts and i understand now like it i, I you might have disagreed with me before but this like this is the feeling that everyone feels when they think about these movies and it, i think it is very different than the first four no you're you're absolutely right like i want to make like a whole new category we know we, we've been introducing some new features to the show like giving it the title of mvp to different people in the movies this is one of those movies where it's like, this is the whole reason we're doing the show is because if you stick with these things once in a while, they just take your breath away. And, you know, people give infinity war a huge amount of well-deserved credit for being this incredibly satisfying way to, to bind together a disparate universe into one incredibly reasonably emotionally motivated overarching plot that it really is satisfying and, and gripping. But you watch this movie which, what, came out in 2011? Yeah, yeah, 10 years. 10-year anniversary of uh, The Fast and the Furious. And it, this is such a monumental accomplishment, where at this point, you know, if you've watched the first four, they bring it all together. All of it works. Everyone has a game that they're playing, and everybody gets a little slice of the cake. Yeah. It is just... Excellent. I think it's better. It's better than, I mean, not better. It's hard. I think this is, to me, more of, even though it has more characters, it feels more like a Guardians of the Galaxy sort of vibe, where you have 
all these characters coming together to do one thing, but they all, as you say, get a slice of the pie. I said cake. You said cake? I said cake. Fuck. I don't know. I don't think I want a slice of the cake. I'm a pie guy. I mean, I, I like pie. I think I like pie more than cake, but if I'm here for cake, I want cake. I mean, here's the th- it's hard to get a good vegan cake. I have yet to make one. I have really yet to taste pies, though. Pies are very easy to make vegan. Well, pastry is pretty flexible like that. And, you know, again, your your best pies. Did I ever tell you the pie store about my mom? Mm, not sure. We're, we're in Oregon together, my whole family, on a rare full family trip. And we're in the redwoods or whatever. Maybe not redwoods. There's some fucking, I don't know. They're, they're trees. They're big trees. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a treeologist. What's a, 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 an arborist? An arbor? An arbor. An arbor. Yeah. I'm not an arbor. Okay, we're driving south of Crater Lake. Crater Lake was amazing. I loved it. And we're, we, we're passing by this place where my mom goes, you know, so when I was a little girl, we came to this place every time to get this pie, this boysenberry pie. It's the best pie. No, huckleberry, huckleberry pie. Better get it right. I, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up right and left. I'm so sorry to the Hartley family right now. Um, and she's like, you can't get this pie back east. I love this pie. It's the best in the world. Now, here's the thing about my mom. Very healthy. Very fit. Sure. Kosher. Yeah. Real, takes her diet very seriously. Eats a certain way. Um, I at the time was vegan and we go to this, her favorite pie shop as a kid. And she's like, Josh, you have to have this pie. And I'm like, mom, I don't know what's in the pie. I'm going to pass. I don't want to be rude, but like, I don't want to eat something that's going to make me feel like shit. You passed on mama's pie. I did. Wow. And she goes, no, no, no. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that it's, it's probably vegan. You know, I, I cook with vegetable shortening. It's probably Crisco or whatever. And I'm like, mom, just enjoy the pie. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. She goes, no, 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 I got to, I got to, I'll ask. I'm like, mom, that's, don't ask. That's perfect. Just enjoy the pie. Yeah, no, no, she, I'm glad she asked. She asked. Yeah. Do you know what was in the pie? Butter. Lard. Oh, God. <laughs> the reason she liked the pie so much was because the pie was made out of lard. Yeah, people love that animal shit. This was very sobering for my mother, and I regretted not eating the pie. <laughs> I just should have shut the fuck up and eaten the pie. As a, as a vegan now. I fucked up. I feel like I probably just would have eaten the pie. You Sometimes you just like, you know that being vegan is more than just like being very strict. It's a It's more just a lifestyle. And sometimes... For the sake of mama's pie, you just eat mama's pie. You eat the pie. Yeah, you eat just mama's eat pie. It. Well, the thing is, sometimes in life you don't eat the pie. Other times in life you eat the pie. That's true. That's a very good point. And I, I think what you were trying to say before is that this movie, we all eat pie. Everyone's eating fucking pie. Who cares? We're all eating the pie. It's like a, a Jesus situation. I know you don't really know much about Jesus. So let me tell you a little bit about Jesus. Hold on. He's a fellow Jew. I know that. Yeah, yeah. But you skip those books, He's a, right? a bearded Jewish man. You know, my, my Hebrew name is Yehoshua. Which is Jesus in Greek. So technically speaking, he was a guy, a bearded Jew named Josh, who was very charismatic. People liked him. Was he an award-winning uh, storyteller? He sure was. Here's, here's the thing about Jesus. He no, he never. He did not win a Massachusetts State Broadcasting <laughs> Award. So I don't know if he. He uh, would If Massachusetts existed, we have no way of knowing that. That's all. That's pure speculation. And don't try to fucking take this away from me. Anyway, religion is much more part of these series now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to my God, uh, the Son, the Spirit. The like, there's a third the ghost dude the ghost man no that's the spirit they changed it when I was in like middle school can I guess why they changed it too spooky ghosts <laughs> yeah ghosts are scary man <laughs> every time I went to church that that reminds me of my favorite Eva Mendez quote from Fast Five <laughs> do you believe in ghosts <laughs> yeah most people might half the people might not have even seen that scene would have left 
We stuck around for well, it. Well, was, it was 2011. We, were, we weren't fully primed. Did I ever tell you? I think it was the end of Logan or something. I, when I was still working at the movie theater, I had to like politely tell a father who was like, no, no. He's with his kids. Like, we got to stay for the after credit, man. We got it. And his kid's like, I need to go. And he's like, no. And I was like, sir, there's no after credit to this one. Aww. It was heartbreaking. What did that father do? Did he just make his son sit there and wet just himself? Just viciously beat his kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just started wailing on the kid. And I was like, look, I'm not telling you how to raise your kid, but you can't. I'm trying to vacuum. Yeah. So do it outside, sir. I have no jurisdiction. But anyway, uh, religion's more a part of the series. And all in a way, like in the same way that you might say, well, we're eating mama's pie. Everyone gets a slice of mama's pie because there's mama's pie all around. Lard or no lard. Right. You're eating the pie. Jesus. He just made fishes out of nothing. That, that's one of his, but he has other moves. He did uh, a lot of wine. He did the lot of wine spell. He yeah. did a lot of wine. They're like, we don't got enough wine. He's like, now you do. Yeah, that's a weird move. I feel like nowadays turning wine into water would be more appreciated. I suppose so. I, you know, I, I, I certainly in these times, hey, Jesus, why don't you make a friggin' COVID vaccine sure. from water? Okay, buddy? Yeah. Okay, wise guy? Toilet paper spell? Can you turn some, uh, I don't know, some spit into toilet paper? You think they liked you back in back in ancient Israel because you made like fucking you made you baked some bread or something yeah make a vaccine they will they'll put you on the money again or I guess for the first time he wouldn't want to be on that money Josh he'd just be in it for the snatch yeah he and Roman Jesus was a dirty dog Mm-mm-mm. probably was man he what, spent some time in the desert fucked some whore Right. I want to apologize to women, sex workers, Christians, and Italians, and Israelis, and Palestinians. Don't apologize to Italians. Yeah, I take it back. I retract that. That's fine. I do apologize to Dom Toretto, a spiritual man who lets the love of Christ inform all that he does. When he looks upward, that little image of Vin looking upward, uh, that shot is the most like captivating shot. He's like, you made the money, thank you, Jesus. Dude, that boy... He can act with his mouth and with his eyes better than he can act with his with his little vocal cords. The acting during his fight scene with The Rock in this movie is incredible. Yeah, his eyes in that yeah. fight are like because we like it's 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 finally Dom pushed to his absolute limit against someone who's actually his equal, mm-hmm. and it's like you see him. I'm going into like ultra mode and it was that was thrilling. Yeah, no, it was really good, and it's. I think we were talking while we were watching this again, and. I think this movie... But I'll, I'll note far less than the other ones because we were genuinely yeah. like... I don't know about you, but I was like, I love this movie. I don't even want to talk about it. It's just so fucking good. Very little text thing. Um, but I mean, as you say, have your cake and eat it too. I think they, they finally realized that like they somehow did this thing where they maximalized everything but still made it so small. And like so... It felt both at the same time. I'm not really sure how they pulled it off. But like the fight scene with The Rock two giant men with muscles as big as my entire body like their arms are as big as my legs bigger probably jesus definitely bigger i've seen your legs and honestly not much happens in that fight in some ways but like just the scene of them like flying and hitting that one table is somehow like so glorious and all they did was hit a table and it just works so well what you're identifying is that like every little thing in this movie is like remember the other movies we've cranked this Everything you like about those movies, we've cranked to 12. Yeah. We talked about, oh, there's some gunplay in four. Like, that's a little different. They didn't. They weren't really a gun crew in the first three movies, or for various reasons, guns don't, are not that prominent as, like, driving the good guys part of the plot. They start fucking dropping dudes yeah. during the train. Like, there's just so much death so quickly. Yeah. And then when, when you finally get to The Rock and Vin finally lay, thrown down and fighting, what's so special about that 
is that, well, you're right, not that much happens. What the visual language that's happening with Justin Lin, he's like, when these guys fight, metal is dented. They burst through walls. Yeah. They like, like, like he, he's, it's his way of saying if, if everything about five is, is like, we're, we've now lifted off car thievery and car racing is now of an afterthought to like this elite international criminal gang who can do anything and penetrate. Like it's so sick because if, if you, we didn't believe that if that wasn't like a, a if it's, if it, if it was truly logic defying in a way that was obvious it would be such a bummer because be like oh they're punching above their weight range right but no this is so gritty and gross and violent and like driven by the most beautiful motivation fucking o'connor and mia's relationship in this is like yeah. incredible it's flourishing I don't, it's it's just they, they it's almost the impossible what they pull off in this movie. yeah and i think they did something that was absolutely brilliant which was to set up a race and then deny it to us and I think that's like those are the things that they're choosing to do now where they have gunfights, they have uh, brawling, they have parkour. They still have like a lot of these things, but they're amping those things up and they're realizing that we want to give these people the the party that like this is still here. We were t- talking about the, the eternal uh, street race party that somewhere at any given time, anywhere in the world, anywhere, women in midriff revealing outfits with little butts and tight skirts are hanging out. I got to with- say it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to talk about Lynn's sexuality because I don't know him and I don't know it. But based only on watching... But please, b- begin speculating now. <laughs> Thank you. Watching 3, this 4, is 5... Wise. This is a good idea. I'm going to okay. suggest that Lynn might like thin ladies with small butts. It's true. It, it, it is prominently... Fe- that's usually the big reveal and all these things are like, and now a thin lady. <laughs> with a small butt. Maybe a medium-sized butt. Well, it's certainly funny, like, knowing... Gal Gadot, who is, you know, ogled pretty aggressively in this movie, like as Wonder Woman, she's just so much bigger and brawnier. And to see her in this movie where she's like somewhat like somewhat surprisingly thin, I guess it was that was sort of jarring. Because like, you know, you sort of are used to her now. It's like the IDF warrior, you know, Wonder Woman. They talk about that in the movie, too. Which part? That she was in the IDF. Oh, yeah, yeah. She. I mean, hey, when you get an Israeli, they're going to play an Israeli. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, it's funny. Like, Han, like, oh, you you were in the military when you must have left recently because you used that gun. And she's like, uh, you smoked? It's like such a strange, like, comeback. She got him. <laughs> but she, it shows that she's fucking cool as shit. And I, Han falling in love with her is so beautiful. Oh, God, the Han. So, oh, this movie is so good. Yeah, we're going to, I think this is <sighs> just going to be a rambling. We're just a little late. You know, it's, it's getting past almost to, to bedtime here. Yeah, it is. It is almost to bedtime. Yeah, we're just going to have a little quiet rambling. Uh, so just everyone sit back. You don't even have to buckle up because we're not going to go too fast. <laughs> yeah, honestly, get in your favorite chair. Pull on your, your, your sleep loafers. Get into your sweaties. Yeah, and this is going to be released before May, so you're not going to work. Yeah, just lean back. You're still going to be stuck at home. Just, you know, welcome... To the groove tunes. Fast Five is the greatest movie of all time, and I would watch it every day. I hope I can sync that up right. No, it's probably good. <laughs> just, just, just remix it. Can we just? We'll cut the episode short. Just fuck, fuck that up for a while. Lay yeah. it down pretty hard, and then we'll get out of here. Um, th- this is. I just feel like no, here. I, I don't think. I don't want our listeners to think that this is going to be boring or rambling. I think no. like. It's going to be exultant because we've climbed the mountain, baby. We're at, we're at one of those moments where we can stand on a peak and say, "Look, just look at 
look at everything we've gone through to get here. We made it to the top of the stack. Yeah. And I know there's literally four more movies coming, but like, <laughs> this is just like, it's, it's such an accomplishment. And, and, you know, I think about of all the franchises we've done, this is the first real culmination moment, I think, because hmm. in so many other series we've watched, it's been either like in Maze Runner, it's like, well, they already wrote Maze Runner. That's going to just end. And that's just like a, a well-told pop right. young adult fiction story. And also with Maze Runner, it was, you know, it's it's the same team the whole way through. It's one big story that they've cut into three movies, basically. So, yeah, this is that one's even though it's amazing, it, it doesn't have this moment that you're talking about. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe existentially speaking, the underwhelming Shrek Forever After tries to get to this point of like reflexive, reflective nature on, on the whole series to date or there's some of these movies we watched have tried to get somewhere obviously the end of gore verbinski's pirates trilogy is the climate but, th- but that's like incomprehensible it's delightful but incomprehensible <laughs> i would say pirates 3 is the closest you're going to get in another series to something like this but it's, it's not not quite as because it's earlier like having this be the fifth one like really gives it that we earned this we've built this we've watched this we now are part of this and we deserve this. Much like the, the, the cars, which are prominently featured in these films. Which cars? There's some zig... This, well, it's the fast ones. I don't know. The ones go... <laughs> Much like those delightful automobiles. Four, hey, four wheels, baby. Count them. One, two, three, four. Sometimes two. Sometimes two. And then with the big rigs. <laughs> Maybe 18. More. Who knows? Who knows? M- much like those gas and sometimes electric powered vehicles um this series has zigged and zagged at the end of three you're like when is this happening who are these people and where is it going to go from here by the end of four you're like okay we've just like managed to cap off all the events of the first movie but like where does that leave us like there's been almost no even after the first movie it's like where does this go like we finally got somewhere Mm mm-hmm and that's crazy. Like, we yeah. really arrived somewhere. Because you look at, like, the Terminator series, and we see, like, the entire worldview of that series get ping-ponged back and forth between people in an effort to rediscover itself over and over and over again. Or in Shrek, it's like, how many pop culture jokes can we get into this one or whatever? And so, I don't know, we, I feel like we've really ma- made it to, like, a critical moment in franchising history. Yeah. This is, like, a real movie. And, I mean, we were, we thought this was going to happen. We We chose this one... Uh, we've been sort of, this is, this is a big one. It's the longest one we will have done at this point. And, uh, we, I think in 2011, everyone, even if they didn't really like it, sort of recognized Fast Five as a new thing. Oh, it's definitely a moment. And, you know, this definitely was a huge commercial hit. I think it was a pretty big critical hit too, which is interesting. Like this really, I don't, I think this won over most people. And it's funny because I think it's so easy to look at these movies and especially a movie as genuinely ridiculous as this and like just, you know, be glib or smirk at, try to pick at what's like silly about it. And it's a very silly movie. But like genuinely, having watched these movies in sequence, it all rings true. Mm. Even The Rock in his performance where he's, you know, the newest to the party in a lot of ways. I love his performance in this. He's great. Oh. He, he's not He's not in full hammy rock mode yet where he's like really, you know, giving it all with this character. He's not really fully branded, I guess, as much as he is today. Right. And it, it's so refreshing to see that. I'm just astonished. I, I forgot how fucking great this is. You know, the fact that like Dom rejects uh, Giselle's, uh, 
you know, advances in the movie before this, but in this movie, the way that they visually tell the story of him falling in love with the Brazilian cop, that was beautiful. It was so good. Yeah. And like the whole thing of going back to get Letty's necklace and man, it's like very, the parts that are tender and told with delicacy are really marvelous. And in the last movie I was watching the clock. And as I told you, I th- I checked the time only when the, it like froze up for a minute, like an hour and 50 minutes in. And it's the longest one of the series. So uh, an even bigger praise is Josh texted me. We were texting in the beginning and Josh said, I'm going to have to take a pee break. Mm-hmm. So I will let you know when to pause it. I, I didn't want to surprise Charles. Listeners, no pee break came. No. Josh just, just yeah. I don't know what he did with his pee because he has to pee a lot. But Well, I just, I did pee and then drank it just to take care of that as a problem. And then I just refilled the water glass with more water. So it's fine. Well, oh, so you didn't just piss right into your mouth in like a arc? No, I peed into the glass, chugged it just to like, I didn't want to worry about it, like spilling it. Yeah, I, I, I would worry about a glass of piss. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's like a Chekhov's glass of piss. So then I just ran back into, the, into the, the bathroom, filled it back up with some water, came back in, only missed like five or ten minutes of the movie. It was great. So you still left the room. Yeah, I did leave the room. And but, still missed about five or ten minutes of the movie. Well, the, but it, was to get, it was a water break, not a pee break. Okay. Yeah. So where'd the safe come from? What was that all about? What's safe? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's a you joke. You fucking dipshit. Yeah, yeah it's a fucking left. joke. Google joke, you fucking piece of shit. All right. Okay, joke. so I want to share a quote from this movie. So one of the best things about this movie is that the gang is truly, the whole fucking crew is here. Tej is here. Roman is here. The guys from the last movie, who I don't think were ever identified by name, are back. Um, but we get a lot, we get Roman back. Uh, you mentioned briefly in your ramblings earlier about um, electric cars and gas cars. Well, Elon Musk is a real innovator. He disrupted the whole industry. That's like a huge uh, plot point of Los Bandoleros, which stars those two guys. And they're like, you know, we wouldn't need gas if the the bigwigs hadn't shut down the uh, electric car movement. So Vin Diesel's very aware of the electric car movement, even back in 2007. He's a woke king. Okay, so here's what Roman Pierce says at one point. Can't wait. The great the great uh, Tyree Gibson, who's just the maybe the best part of these movies. Um, he says a few great things in this movie. And, and while I have the floor, uh, yeah, Tyrese Gibson's amazing. Uh, $11 million sounds like a whole lot of adrenal activity to me is one of the great lines of American cinema. But uh, he also drops a little reference, which I enjoyed, where he says, you say what? This shit just went from Mission Impossible to Mission in freaking sanity. There's a lot of trailer lines in this movie, and they all sort of worked outside, like the the line that The Rock, like his very first line is like, all right, guys, don't let them get near cars. Like, that's a great little line that obviously was all over the trailers, but, like, really worked in the movie itself. And I think that's the thing that works so well about these movies is they have a cast that even if you can predict everything they're going to say, they're going to say it in a way that just makes you happy. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, and no, it's one of these things where, like, I think sometimes you're always worried to get exactly what you think you want because usually that, that can feel like it's pandering or feel like it's, like, I think there's a lot of movies where it's like, this is all the stuff you like, and it comes off as not feel, feeling quite hollow. And this is the opposite. It's, you, they just give you everything. You, it, it feels like a trailer the entire movie for two hours and, and ten minutes. It's, in, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Lynn is uh, in top form. And so I want to just – let's just start with the uh, the opening – train caper yes because i think it moves us into a new like this that's like 
for watching the starts of these movies is, is a, like a good way to see what's going on in the franchise. Well, it definitely is like we see a high speed chase that sort of makes sense, which is a big break in uh, the preceding movies where that's usually the worst part is like how stupid their high speed robberies seem. And this is cool and kind of like it's stupid, but like it's fun, stupid and makes sense. Stupid. I think it made sense. Well, I don't even know if it was stupid. I would say <laughs> attaching a car to a train to blowtorch your way through the side of a DEA impounded train compartment full of cars. Like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 very silly and yet somehow is less truly stupid than all of their truck heists, which are, again, the worst parts of one, two and four. Yeah. Or one and four. Two, two is fine. It really sets up a lot of cool shit. And I, I think the like it moves like pacing is one thing that uh, we were sort of texting about, like the way this movie moves, it's 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 fast, but it. It's also f- furious. Does that work? No. <laughs> I kind of got like a Mad Maxi vibe too, like the dust and that that like the masks and that that crappy weird little truck thing. That was fun. Yeah, but like everything, like the fight scene on the truck when uh, when Paul Walker has to jump off of the train onto the truck to escape DEA gunfire, or before that, but like to escape from something happening. <laughs> um, every little moment is again, it's big, but it's also small. Like you get a sense of the like it's bullshit grand scale whatever but it's also you sort of get a sense of the danger the excitement well, everything that like everyone is going through the stakes they if in a very busy frenetic movie they always we always can check in with the stakes know what's going on and, and like i said earlier everyone has a little game to play so in almost every scene everyone's got their own motivations or like you know be it pride or lust or love or money or family or like everyone has these little things going on and it, it's it's crazy because that's usually what's missing from a lot of like movies that are as over the top as this like people are doing things in a, in a perfunctory manner and this is it's very detailed it's, it's it's hard to do that. It is incredibly hard to write 11 believable characters all with their own micro motivations inside of a larger group. That's like that sounds like an impossible task to do. Well, I, I did a little bit of reading about it if you'll permit me. About screenwriting? Are you going to Well, kind of, yeah. So so Diesel said that that uh he wanted to see this as like the third and final chapter of him and Paul Walker's characters. Arc. yeah so like originally he was like i'm gonna see this this is the, the finale of all of that um and i guess so according to the the chairman of universal who produced the picture uh the question uh putting fast five and fast six together was can we take it out of being a pure car culture movie and into being a true action franchise in the spirit of those great heist films made 10 or 15 years ago so That's, yeah they they clearly went into this with a very specific plan, and I love that. Like Dom is like, well, Dom, look at me. Vin is like, let's close out this this story with like you know a full a full trilogy vibe, closing a chapter at the same time in the same film as the as the studio behind it saying, no, we're gonna fucking launch this off into the next stratosphere. I think that's so interesting. Like that's did, cool. Yeah, yeah, because it does, and that, I think that's sort of what we're talking about. Like, uh, it does both. It has this small. Everything is very, you know, it's it's in its place and you can sort of get a sense of everyone and their stakes. But at the same time, all this crazy bullshit is happening around them. And I think that's what we were missing from four. We were missing from one. We were missing from three. And I don't know if we were missing it from two, but it's like two is still small. Well, I mean, two, two is like a movie about two friends and it's beautiful. It's like a really beautiful buddy movie. And I think it's really cool that Roman gets a whole movie with just him, you know, one that when Roman shows up in this, it's so lovely and so nice. I, I can't stress enough how important Roman is to this movie. Yeah. Roman, like 
you realize that that's why two worked. Like Paul Walker's great. He knows how to smile. He knows how to laugh and he knows how to like look stern and do shit. But like Roman, without Roman, without Dom, Paul Walker, like he needs, he's sort of like me, I think. I could never do a podcast by myself. No, you do a terrible job. But let's imagine other characters delivering the aforementioned Roman Pierce line. Which one? $11 million? Sounds like a whole lot of vaginal activity to me. Uh, The Rock. That was supposed to be Van. That was fucking terrible. Yeah. $11 million? Sounds like a whole lot of vaginal activity to me. Gal Gadot. No, that's supposed to be Paul Walker. Oh, okay. Okay, here's here's my Tej. Ready? No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so we talked about how it's a small movie, but there's also some figures attached to this that are pretty insane. So th- th- this is crazy. So there's the legendary scene where, you know, if you shoot a movie in Rio de Janeiro, one, they didn't really shoot in Rio de Janeiro. They shot it in Puerto Rico because they got a better tax incentive, despite all of the shots of Puerto Rico. Of, uh, that big Jesus. They shot that three times, right? They shot them an absolute insane number of times. But <laughs> here's, okay. So Walker and Brewster make multiple takes of the conclusion of the scenes. The big jump at the end of that went when uh, Mia and and O'Connor jump off the thing. Yeah. They did multiple takes of that jump, which sounds fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's a 30 foot jump. In total, the production employed 236 technicians, 13,145 extras and generated almost 17,000 room nights at hotels. They spent $27 million in Puerto Rico shooting that part. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess... Puerto Rico has usually been mistreated by the continental U.S., but I guess they got a little payback here, though probably didn't go to... Yes, by depicting it as a legendary slum. Uh, but they, they, shot, they shot it in Puerto Rico and some in Atlanta. So when, when I was accidentally on the set of a Fast and Furious film, it was in Atlanta, which is a whole other story I'll save for that movie. Wow, cool. I can't wait. Uh, well, before we move on from the opening, I, I do want to talk about the difference between the like the jump in this one and the jump in two and i don't know if there's been any other car jumps yet but like the way they use this idea of a flying car and in the second one it's flying towards something and in this one it's just like flying Mm. and and it's like almost more intense that it's not like trying to jump the bridge it's not trying to jump the canyon it's just jump it's It's not trying to land on a yacht no it's just it's just they're like, what? Fuck it. This is their only choice, and we're just going to drive into the air. Yeah, it, and it's pretty magical. It's like still in that middle ground where it's using reality to limit what these people can do, but also show the great extent that they're going to go to 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 just fuck around in cars. And that one shot of of Paul Walker getting ready to launch himself off of the car in midair as they hurtle towards the water below is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like so well shot, having him grabbing the back of a car while it's flying off into nothingness. And both of them look perfect. They really do. God. Mm, Perfect man. Perfect man. One of them's dead. Yeah, rip. It is really hard to watch this knowing how Paul Walker died. It's it's really heartbreaking. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's... That's why, I mean, we're not going to talk about this now, but Seven, it's going to be a tough one, man. I watched the fucking music video for that song in Seven, trying to prepare for a karaoke session. Started crying. Wow. It's going to be bad. Yeah, but I think what's beautiful about this movie is that I think it's, I can really remember 
almost every moment of it. Like it, visually speaking, it's so striking and so confident. And I love that even before, after the train heist, when they're like hiding out down in Rio, no, is it before that? It's before that. When, when Mia and uh, yeah, when we open on Mia and O'Connor going down to meet up with Vince in the favela, that whole bit is shot. Like it looks like bold and powerful and authoritative. Like it, it's not like, it doesn't feel like a pop, like, like a, it's it's it transcends a blockbuster in that moment, and it sort of feels like the same sort of serious face that Marvel put on for Infinity Wars, or maybe Fallout from the Mission Impossible series has a bit more of the like we're gonna do like a movie movie, and and it really it, the gravitas is there. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's probably the best shot of all these movies so far too. I mean, I know it's probably got a bigger budget than everything, and it's they've had a lot more practice, but. I think this is the thing when you're getting late franchise, but you have Justin behind a whole bunch. He can like really line these up and really do what he wants to do. Yeah. And you can sort of feel that it's, it's really, I don't know that the assembling of the team moment, like if we want to just sort of go to that as like a, like obviously that's a huge moment for this franchise and it was pulled off perfectly. Yeah. Again, like it's cool how like this is just really aggressive fan service, but it's done so like it's so sick like you can't even complain about it like by the time it gets like we're gonna need a team you're just like you're gonna need a team you gotta get the team together (laughs) and it's so delightful well i think this is what fan service is ultimately supposed to do it's it's like i don't know why you get mad at this this is it's fan service for a reason and everyone should be a fan of this and like at this point it is celebrating what we want this is what we want we want all these people back because they've been it's like it's the perfect thing to do as a franchise you have three movies that are all completely separate from each other you get a han from one you get a roman from one you get a tej from one you get all these people it's fucking time to bring them all together now you'll note this is what a franchise is supposed to do they did not bring iguana truck driver or dwight (laughs) back which i was a little disappointed by and i know this the the uh tokyo drift happens later but they also don't bring sean or whatever the fuck his oh, God. who cares honestly he's it's just dead to me um yeah no I, I i wish that they had somehow walked in on dwight sucking toes in this one though that felt like a missed opportunity yeah well i think uh, do you for, think in fast nine we see dwight suck toes again i i mean i think that would be long enough I, i'm thinking that dwight is a good power move like i, I think having him every every movie you get sick of that real quick but Maybe once every five movies. You got to sprinkle nice. in the Dwight. Oh, yeah. like that. You got to earn Dwight. Like that salt guy. You doing that salt guy? Much that like little... Salt Bay. Wow. Yeah. It's funny how like now I feel old referencing a meme from like a year ago. Like that now feels like the most gauche thing you can do. Like when when a meme goes stale, you can humiliate yourself. by, by And it sucks. There's, we've lost some great memes along the way. It's true. I mean, that's the thing about memes. Where have all the memes gone? They could probably go to Facebook, I bet. The, yeah, I, I guess boomers get them a couple years after we're done with them. <laughs> I mean, up, we're fucking basically boomers at this point. We get them. Like, I don't even know if, what youngsters, what are they looking at? TikTok Young, shit? What do youngsters look at? Um, here's one thing about youngsters that I don't like. I don't like calling <laughs> coronavirus the Rona. Like, I don't like that. People do that? People calling it the Rona or whatever. And this is this is totally a grinded my gears, get off my lawn shit. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm almost 30. It's fine to, to really embrace that. Not even 30. You know, Winston Churchill said something famous. He said, when you're young, 
if you're not a liberal, you're a cuck. But when you're old, you got to vote for Joe Biden, baby. And like, that's right. I understand now. Look, it's not about voting for things you want. It's about stability. It's right. about keeping our system moving, chugging along, baby. We're doing great. Like, why Why stop now? You want to throw it all away because some little Jew from Vermont? I mean, come on. Get out of town. So here's what I'm saying. Don't call it the Rona and just vote for Joe. Just sign up. Just sign up for Joe.Joe.com. Vote Joe.net. And Whatever it is. He got them all. I don't know. His team got them. He's got them. Yeah. Vote Joe. Vote Joe. Dot Joe. Those are the facts, Jack. And, and you, you, you got to just get on the Joe train and stop calling it the Rona. Look, Joe might have sexually assaulted a few people. Look, did he? Is he a rapist? Probably why stop now why stop now your parents all have bill clinton yeah so let's just you know keep a good thing going it's gonna be so fucking great i'll tell you one thing it does this does make me miss george w because say what you will about the architect of two wars he he wasn't rude he wasn't rude like these guys are. have you seen him now he's so fucking cute the bernies and the trumps all these loud people he was soft-spoken and an honest man yeah. Did millions die at his bequest? Yeah, I mean, requests. Yeah. I'm not sure he was honest. He was honest. And he probably wasn't a rapist. Like, he's never been formally accused of it. That's true. Unlike Papa. You're right. He just he just probably stood there and watched. He actually, he definitely vibes that way. Wait, W? Yeah, W definitely vibes this, like, voyeur cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think he likes getting his balls destroyed with stiletto heels. Just, like, ravaged. <laughs> just, just torn up. I don't even know. I don't even know. I'd love to ask him these things. We should get him on the show. Get That's me on the most show. impressive fetish because if if you even come close to hurting my genitals, it, I'm extremely alarmed. Yeah, like even the vague threat of that, and I am completely. I'm done. I'll give you anything you want. Just don't hurt my testicles. Yeah, I think your dog kicked me in the dick that one time, and it fucking sucked. It's terrible. Yeah, like I mean, whenever you get hit in the balls proper, you remember you flash back to the last time it happened because it's always the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think about if you're one of these people who is just completely fine with your genitals being smashed, why aren't you like you should like be you should fight crime, right? You should become a vigilante. You fear nothing. Get this. You should fucking join fast five people. I think Dom. Do you think Dom is here's my thing about Dom. Do you think he's like he seems like a very thoughtful lover? Yeah, like a methodical, thoughtful lover. Oh, my God. checking in. I feel like he's probably pretty vanilla, though, like maybe into like I think he's like a real eye contacty kind of guy. I get a real eye contacty vibe from Dom. Also, Correa. I'm not sure. I think Dom. I mean, probably only fucks to have children. You th- I mean, he is a, a staunch. I guess we're we're led to believe a Catholic because he crosses himself a lot. Yeah, he does. He does uh, the dinner thing. What is the dinner? Saying grace, though he forgets to briefly in this movie. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I sort of get him as a very soft, uh, gentle lover, only to make babies. Right. I feel like like because we know that Brian has this like double life that he leads, I think he's down to get weird as shit in the sack. Like if like him and Mia vibe like okay, they're they're not like I don't think it's like full tilt, but like they'll go they'll they're into some some like they'll go a little crazy every now and then. Yeah, and it might be just from the like the first scene we see her in one where she get, looks a little unhinged driving that car and like that was for me, her best acting moment in the movie, and it like really got me into her character. I think she's she's got as we, we didn't we didn't talk about it in the last movie, but oh no, it's a, yeah, it was in the last one. Dom's all about twenty percent angel, eighty percent devil. Oh my god, yeah, we forgot about the ratio. So Mia, who knows what she is? Does she like uh, does she like fifty fifty with Brian? Brian seems more eighty percent angel, angel, 20%. but the twenty percent devil's there for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, he likes it up the butt. Yeah, he's, I was about to say that. You can tell he's like definitely a switch. He definitely is a switch. He's like, sometimes I want to get pounded out. That's my life. And good for him. He's got that cool energy, man. And this is like Paul Walker looks so cool in this movie. They figured his hair finally. I yes. think it's the best hair Brian's had so far. Oh, can I read you some trivia about his hair? <laughs> oh, please, Charles. Please regale us with the hair. Tale. Wait, I don't know if it's in this one or the last one, but apparently I think it was in the last one. Fuck, I forgot to bring it up. You piece of shit. He went from blonde to brunette, and there's like a full paragraph article on IMDb about that in the trivia section. But you know what? That was for last movie, and I forgot to mention it, so fuck me. Uh, well, that was a good... Can you apologize to everyone, starting with Paul Walker? Actually, you know, I've never done that. Apologize to a ghost or apologize in the show? <laughs> well, I've never really apologized. I don't believe in it, but uh, you sometimes apologize to people and... I, sort of, I make mistakes sometimes, and I'm an, I'm an adult. I know when to own up. Shut up. I'm going to try it. Okay. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. Sorry, Vin. Uh-huh. Sorry, Justin. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. Okay. Is that okay? That's it. It's a little short. Okay. You do what you feel comfortable with, okay? Those four. They deserve it. And I'm sorry, Han. Oh, shit. Here's some trivia. Okay. Fuck you. I got some trivia. Fuck you. Uh, So, the scene where they pull up, you know, they got bags on their head in the car and then the rocks like look at their faces anyway and then it pops up with a facial recognition of their bagged heads mm-hmm. do you remember that scene yeah, yeah they did they run a classic like run it through the filter that takes things off of things when han shows up guess what his name is what just han solo you got it baby oh that's crazy let's go from that's from the guy in the star wars movies that's the guy in the there's a guy in the star wars movies named han solo guess how and, it's spelled uh wait how's it spelled how's it spelled uh, soul like the city. Uh huh. Hyphen O H. Wow. Han Solo. Something for the fans. They're like, let's sprinkle something in for the geeks at home who are pausing their Blu-ray. We just gave them a little treat. A little, a little like that salt guy. Yeah. Oh shit! I just did that thing again. Fuck. It's bad. You should apologize. Um, looking Sorry, some boomers. more behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> Okay, so this is pretty incredible. The guy, dri- the stunt driver driving the actual vault during that thing, yeah, I guess w- occasionally would accidentally hit the vault, creating a shower of sparks that they then used in the movie. Great. <laughs> Which it sounds terrifying. I-, I texted you while we were watching it. Like, that brought back flashbacks from T3, like, in the way that... Mm. it's it's. We talked about this with, with uh, this the third one, Tokyo Drift, where real shit is good. Like... I don't know, CGI is definitely taken over and it's in part of all movies now, basically, unless Quentin Tarantino's directing. But real shit is real shit and like you can you can just feel the difference and like obviously there's CGI in those scenes, but fucking seeing cars get smashed by a giant safe is uh, that's why we watch movies. Yeah. And it, it's so ridiculous. Like it's so genuinely ridiculous where we finally get like a, you know, some car shit and it's cars dragging a safe the size of like a small bungalow directly through downtown Rio de Janeiro, destroying all in its wake, doubtless ruining or ending the lives of thousands. It yeah. Looks like. I mean, the, the Lumiere brothers made that promise when they invented film, it's just like you should only make films about cars dragging safes. And you know, not everyone lives up to the promise that the Lumiere brothers made to us, but it's like, it is great when Justin's people like Justin, people like Lumiere bros, they do it well, for the, us. the Lumiere bro said a few things about moving images. They said, we want to find a window into the soul, a way to trans- 
teleport ourselves and transform the world around us into a world of imagination where through this dreamlike state, we can access ways of living and experiences that were never before possible. And also one day we'll get Gal Gadot in a tight little bikini. Yeah. Never seen a bikini shaped like that. It's just interestingly shaped bikini. Yeah. It was like showed off more ass than most bikinis, but it still had enough cloth ass to make room for the hand of the villain. Yeah, they really write that bikini into the plot pretty intrinsically because to get his handprint, they, she has to go and get a full handprint on her butt. So it required, it was really, I, I think they, they, they threaded the needle pretty beautifully. You know, it's very tasteful. It's very classy. I think even, even, you know, a staunch feminist could watch this and say, no, 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 this is empowering because Gal Gadot, she says, never send a man to a woman's job. That's true. Which, by the way, in a movie means something sexy is about to happen almost every time. And uh, she goes and gets groped by a rich criminal. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is, uh, yeah. this is good stuff. This is, pretty, this is pretty empowering. I mean, Han could have probably gotten away with that. I mean, Han is a gorgeous hunk. I mean, not to be creepy, but I, uh, I wouldn't just slap that ass. Well, going back to that moment, oh yeah, then Tej, of course, tries to figure out exactly what happened with that ass. As, as I'm just only saying. Tej would. He's quite a character, that, that Tej. But let me ask you this about, uh, did you like, you know, we, we, we mentioned this earlier, uh, Giselle is like, you used to smoke, that's why you snack all the goddamn time. Mm. And then for me, it was like, oh my God, there's a re- Han isn't just being like a cute snacky boy. He, there's a reason behind it. He's lived a whole life that's led him to being a cute snacky boy. Take that, Brad. Yeah, what? Which Brad? Oh, Pitt. Yeah, take that, yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt. Is there another Brad? Uh, I guess Brad. I got a friend named Brad. He's not really my friend. He's like a work friend. He's like yeah. a colleague. Like I've worked with him. I don't know. It's Brad Neely. He, sure, of course. Who's that? Who's the, who's the Pixar guy? Bird. Bill Bird? Oh, the, uh, Brad. Is that Brad Bird? Is that his name? Brad. I don't that know. Sounds that's right. a shitty name. It's got to be a made up name. name. I'm Googling it, motherfucker. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's him, Brad Bird. Yeah. All right. All right. So it could that? have been, sorry, that was unclear. Brad Pitt from Ocean's Films. Oh, yeah, films. yeah, yeah. When, and, and, you know, you're talking about Quentin Tarantino movies, and I don't know if you saw that Hollywood movie with uh, Brad Pitt in it, but uh, he is uh, quite a slice of pie himself. <laughs> we all get some of that pie. Maybe I'll, yeah. Uh, uh, bartender, I'd like a Brad Pitt pie. Leave the bottle. Uh, do you think if your mother got some Brad Pitt, she'd be like, that boysenberry pie wasn't that good after all. <laughs> that fucking dog shit next to this Brad Pitt pie. Holy yeah. shit. Fuck. Oh, this movie is just so delightful. It's it's great because like it's also sort of like such an unlikely group of people. Like when you sit back and think about the cast of this movie, like it's a lot of like you know, Island of Misfits toys kind of thing where you're like, okay, this is ludicrous Tyrese, this Israeli actress who's you know, you know, it just I I love how like you know, it, it, it's like the character actor's paradise. Well, that's what we're here for. This is why we're, we're the fifth movie. As I said earlier, that we've had three that made no sense together. This is the moment. They bring it all together. And it's like, yeah, none of these characters should belong together. And somehow they do. Mm. Like, the, these, this isn't forced. This isn't like, oh, I wish some of these people would go away. Like, this is a team. And this is the fucking family that, like, when they do the fucking family scene, <sighs> it makes sense and like this is the time to use that word yeah no no before like it didn't make sense before and this is like we're all here now this is the family they nailed it they figured that out a hearty salute me familia to everyone listening because if you're with us on this journey this fast this furious journey 
your salute. You're in mi familia now. You're in my familia. Our and you're familia. in my familia. Yeah, you're, you're in mine. I consider you a valuable member of mi familia, Charles. I'd hope that is well established in our relationship. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. I don't have another familia. Well, you know, you've got a dog now. That's true. She's real cute. Yeah, she is cute. She's cute. She only got one eye. So, so let me ask you this. You know, I'm going to pose this question as though it's more suspenseful than it is. We're at a juncture where we've we've crawled our way out of a hole in the ground from like, you know, if Fast One is like the flimsiest foundation where you're like, okay, I get what they're going for, but this is just not a very good movie, to two being like, okay, all right, we're going to use this, some of the fun here, but we're shifting to more of like a... You know, like a 90s sort of cop buddy vibe. Okay. And three, you're like, I don't really know what's going on, but oh my God, this looks amazing. And four, you're like, oh, okay, I guess there were some pretty high emotional stakes and one that weren't really explored. To get to this fifth movie, do you want more after this? Or are you, are you going to say, I'm good now. I got what I wanted. The fix is on. How could they no, surpass no, this? No, 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 no. What? No, 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 no. What? This is what we're here for. This is it. We've made it. Yeah. This it's not. This isn't a time to stop. This isn't like... Oh, we we fulfilled the arc. Oh, we we put all the pieces together. This is like, oh, we just got started. This is why I sat through four mildly enjoyable to pretty good movies to get to this. Because this is the only thing, this is like, say what you will about fucking Marvel movies and franchises and dumb shit that comes out in the summer. No other thing can do this thing that these things are doing. And that's important. Through experimentation and patience and, you know, a, a willingness to to let it grow on its own, it finally grew into this completely different thing, and it feels more of itself now than it ever has before. Right. This actually makes me think, like, because of the virus, the Rona, they're calling it these days, uh, we bought a lot of mushrooms. Okay. And before someone gets cheeky in the comments, I assure you, knowing Charles, they were very ordinary mushrooms. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We have some of the... Actually, we have some legal mushrooms in the house. Wow. And I was told they were very low dosage, so I think I might give them a try. Before Fast 6. That would be a great episode. <laughs> but I don't think I want to do it now. I feel like it's an outdoor... Is it an outdoor... I feel like it's more of an outdoor activity. I think you can make it work... If it, if it's working where you are, it's working where you are. But I hear okay. what you're saying. Um, but anyway, we bought too many real... Just like regular mushrooms. And... I opened one up today to make some dinner and they're getting a little bit slimy. They're getting a little bit dirty. You know, mushrooms like sort of accumulate filth. That'll happen with mushrooms. I'm saying this is like mushrooms, baby. <laughs> Wait, it got filthier? It just it fucking got grittier. It got, it got its own shit in there. Like you put these people together and it just makes its own shit. It just makes its own fucking filth, grime, slime. It's doing its yeah, own it's thing. it's funny. Because we're talking about how like parts of this reminded me a little bit of Michael Bay, not not as as you pointed out, not as chaotic and frenetic, but certainly you know by the time we're in like a full at one point this movie goes full Black Hawk down where they're in like like a street shootout with you know yeah armed thugs in the favela rooftops or they're like they're you know DEA agents getting shot in the face in front of them like it's so fucking ridiculous these huge explosions and you know whatever and that's just one part of Justin Lin's toolbox which is so impressive. I think as like a display of like Justin Lin, this is such like a, he just does so much in this movie and it has that one authorial voice. It doesn't feel episodic. It feels really well knit together. I don't know. It, it, like everything, like the construction and direction of the movie has, is as much a part of it. So yeah, you know, knowing that he's here for much of the rest of the ride. Oh boy. I want more. Yeah. Oh boy. And I'm going to, I'm going to introduce a ticking clock for you. Okay. Uh, my phone just presented a 10% warning. Oh, <laughs> 
Who knows what that means? We don't have a literal time, but we're in a ticking clock. Do you feel like I'm sweating like the rock is sweating? Man, that fucker can sweat. That's like he pours sweat. He just like Vin which is like sweats like a bit. Like we see that his shirt is wet. It could just been from touching. But that's the rock, props. Though. That's prop shit. Like, <laughs> you, like you can always tell when they get that V. Like I, I learned it from Lost. They overused the the fake sweat stain on everyone's shirts. The fucking rock, like it's just dripping down his face, and it's like, I don't know if it's better than the rest of his acting skills, but it, it, it's like a part of. It. I think his sweat is just as as important as his eyebrow thing, or the way he talks. It's like it's it's a part of who he is, and it's great. He sweats majestically. It's it's really it's something else. It's something to be believed. But before before we go, I I just want to. I think you mentioned earlier, Vin talked about this as the culmination, a trilogy of its own within this five-movie spread, which is now going to turn into a 10-movie experience, 11 movies, whatever. I th- I think watching those three characters, if we're just looking at the three characters of Mia, Dom, and, and uh, Brian, I like it just, it works. And I think you couldn't do what this movie did without the other two movies that came in this like loose trilogy within the, the bigger one. And... That's why I think this movie is successful. It has great acting. It has fun shit. But overall, like, Dom's sad. Dom's angsty. Brian's caring. Like, all these people work so well together. And, like, when they want to split up, it makes sense. Dom's like, they're honest. They're looking for three people. We should all go in separate directions. And she's just like, I'm pregnant. We're starting a family. I don't want to split up from you people. I just got you back. And it's like these moments that could, like, fail utterly, like, really pull from the previous entries and something that's really i think really good well and and you lead me to my next point which is my mvp of this movie is mia i think she's phenomenal on this i think she like feels like the core of this because like brian is our window to this world at the end of the day no matter what you know because dom we revere but brian we sort of sympathize with because he's sort of like a you know a boring dork (laughs) he's more normal right um and I think Mia and him are, are like their their acting is beautiful together. The warmth of her smile, seeing like having watched her grow from the first movie to this movie over ten years, like I don't know. I think she's just she particularly shines in this. And her being pregnant, her being like, I'm going to embody the symbol of a next generation of this literal family. You know, as as Dom puts it, the family just got a little bigger. I think like knowing that like she has that that's a lot of pressure on an act and a performance to be like, you know, I am at this point symbolize this really overwhelming metaphor for everything that they're building together. And I think she has a, like an excellent job. And I, I found her like a really comforting and an and unexciting presence in the movie. Yeah. I, I, I really, I love that choice. Um, I'm just going to do somebody different just cause I don't, it's going to be boring. Um, I think uh, I already gave Han the MVP, so I can't give it to him again. Though I do want to highlight... I mean, we, we haven't established that many rules. You could make this like the Han, the permanent Han appreciation opportunity. <laughs> no, I think I want it to just be different. I, I The MVP, they they all could earn it for me. So it's, it's really just like picking a moment. I got to say the moment where she's like, uh, they're driving in Berlin, going real fast on those fast fast car roads down there. And she's like, I thought you wanted to go to, to Tokyo. And he's like, eh, maybe later. And it's just like... Then he goes, we'll get there. What a use of franchise to like, we already killed him off. And like, it's just really good. That's really good filmmaking. Yeah, it is genuinely Baroque and strange how they manage that in this movie. It's impressive. Um, But I'm going to go out and give my MVP to The Rock. 
I got to. Man, when he shoots the main crime lord in the head and is like, that's for my, t- that's for my team. I-, I don't know. Just like, it's, it's a thing that you rarely see happen. Like cops doing bad shit. And it's so hard to imagine that like, it's a stretch for actors to actually like imagine a cop doing a bad thing. Yeah. And it's like, I like that the rock who's a pretty, he's happy. He plays good guys. Most of the time he got his fucking hands dirty. Got his hands dirty. Like a good fucking like a real cop would like fucking just murder people for no reason well, it's, it's this seductive environment of adam toretta where everyone's greatest values are like challenged by the pure expression of love and family that he represents yeah but no i mean we talked about his sweating like I, I don't know he just i feel like this movie would have been lesser without him like i know that everyone is important but he just like he's the new guy and it fucking works and i'm into it and i think he's exactly the spice that this movie needed and then he gets my mvp well, you think about like as far as stunt casting goes, where you're like, okay, we got to get the most of this guy to play this guy, and they're like, we're gonna, we got the ultimate this guy for this guy. It's the peak this guy, and it works. And like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think it's also a very good choice. I think they're both excellent in this movie. But everyone gets pie and cake in this movie. I'll let's upgrade get it. The thing with this movie is, let's say you're a pie guy, let's say you're a cake fake. Doesn't matter. No matter what, you're getting your fucking, you're getting a little slice, and it's just. This is like soup for the soul kind of bullshit. Like if I was going to write a chicken soup for this chicken soup for uh, an almost 30 something, it would be imagine just watching Fast Five. And I'd be like, that's the whole story. And it's perfect. <laughs> Did you read those when you were like a kid or a teenager or whatever? Yeah. One always stuck with me. I always shelved them, but I worked at a bookstores and they always seemed so fucking dumb. Well, one of them was like, because I remember, I think I had like chicken soup for the jewish soul or something or some or the jewish of course you did the bar mitzvah student soul or some horse shit but one of those in that genre of books i remember one of the idiotic horrible stories was like two men were racing to work one had a meeting and the other had a meeting too and they raced and raced and they swore at each other and were mean they got out of the car and they went to the same building and they went up in the same elevator and they went to the they had a meeting with each other oh shit doesn't that fucking blow your fucking gourd, bro? Fuck, dude. Think about I, it. Think about whoa. it. I was we walk that. around like the whole world revolves around us. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? You fucking piece of shit. Sometimes you have a meeting. Sometimes you got a meeting. And maybe well, that person that you're screaming cunt at out of your window, you know, on the freeway, maybe they're the person that you're going to have a meeting with. You ever think about it? And you can laugh about it. And then you can both laugh and be like, oh, yeah. we have so much to learn. But I mean, you could. It doesn't really teach you much. It just teaches you to that you can still scream, because you're not going to do anything. I mean, it's a book, not a cop. You know what I mean? You can do whatever you want. Yeah. What the fuck? That book sucks. doesn't matter, guys. Religion, you know, belief. It's all made up. It's all a lie. You can just do. Nothing matters. Do anything you want. But there are no consequences for your actions. What if you're going to choose to do whatever you want? Watch Fast Five. Just watch Fast Five. Just fucking sit back and watch Fast Five. What is the problem? Make some popped corn. Yeah, it makes a pie. I don't give a shit. You make a cake or make one of the many delicious recipes in our new recipe book. <laughs> chew, chew fast, chew furious. Is that what it's it, called? It's chew fast, chew furious. And wow. uh, um, are we going to get Susan to collaborate with us? Or are we just going off on our own? Uh, I think we need to really brand this as our own because we changed the name enough that I think we can get away with it. See, Josh, I think um, you haven't learned from the series. Well, here's here's my first dish. It Ready? Brings people together. And you're going to want to come together to eat some Dom Tortellini. Oh, that's really good. That's really that's good. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, how about for the dessert section, we could have a uh, macarons. 
That's pretty good. A macarons. We, we, you know, I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I got it. Macaron, yeah. macaron. Yeah. Um, you're gonna want to take a little bite of uh, this Tejuan chicken because Tejuan it at that's pretty good. The, the roulette table or some other Tej thing. Okay, and it's Tejuan chicken. Like, how about the 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 rock hard dick <laughs> cake? Oh yeah, that's that sounds delicious. The rock hard cake. People love a hard cake. Don't make a yeah. joke. Yeah, the rock hard cake. You have a lot of growing up to do. Hey man, if I just get to watch Fast Five, look, I'm fucking unemployed. Yeah, I don't have a job right now. I just sit around nope. in my pajamas all fucking day. I've been doing it for three weeks now. Yeah, I'm not gotta grow up, man. This world's perfect for me. <laughs> it's it's it is a real for for the unmotivated. This is a real Shaun of the Dead situation. I, I yeah, this is like this is. I've sort of joked my whole life about like like being prepared best for the zombie apocalypse but no that requires a lot of work i'm best prepared <laughs> for a pandemic apocalypse where i just have to sit inside and use the internet all day right to, to be heroic it's like what if you uh jacked off like three times more than normal and didn't really have to clean up yeah and it's like i guess i could i guess i could you know suck it up and, and do that it's like really brave of all of us to do this yeah. we're fucking doing it man we're, we're doing we're the doing hard it. work uh but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to watch Fast Six or whatever the fuck it's called. What's... It's Six Fast, Six Furious. No, it's not. Fuck you. It's Fast. It's Fast and the Furious colon the sixth Fast and Furious film. That would make sense. It, it would be accurate. I hope to Christ that's what it's actually called. And from your lips to Christ's ears, may that be the name of Fast and Furious Six. Uh, thank you for listening. Please stay inside. Don't touch anything. Well, hey, Josh, Wash your hands. We don't have to date the podcast really, but maybe, I don't know if, I might have to cut that out because maybe when this is released, you don't have to do that anymore. Or are you just saying generally, just stay inside from now on? No, no yeah, this is not specific to the coronavirus. This is Regardless. Uh, just, yeah. It's if scary If you're listening to this show, you're not equipped for the world. Yeah. It's time to just throw in the towel. Yeah. Be like Move me. back to the basement. Yeah. Be like us. Just give yeah. up. Okay. Charles, let's zoom off to our next episode. Vroom, vroom. <laughs>